and welcome to Aztecs All In, the podcast that goes all in on San Diego State sports. I'm Louis Wiener along with Steve Perez. We are two Aztecs alums with decades of experience in local media who love talking about Aztec sports. In today's episode, we're talking SDSU baseball player Cole Carrig, just picked in the second round of the MLB draft, the latest on the conference saga, and I have some thoughts about that. The real story behind Seiko with the Mako, and two special guests, Jim Tragesser of SoCalBaseball.org and Todd Villalobos, longtime sports producer at CBS 8 in San Diego. First, I say hello to Steve. How are you today, Steve? Oh, you know, just sitting here all ears and watching the process play out. How are you, Lewis? I'm doing well. Uh, what do we got today? Well, let's bring on Jim Tragesser of SoCalBaseball.org to talk about Cole Carrig, who uh, was a uh, kind of an all-everything with the Aztecs for three years. He played catcher, shortstop, center field. The Colorado Rockies have him, and apparently they're looking at him as a catcher. Is that what you're um, gathering on this, Jim? I haven't seen that anybody in the Rockies has said that. I have seen some talking heads have surmised they may bring him in at catcher because there's a shortage of quality catching candidates throughout the minors and majors uh, he mostly played center field this year and he also showed good speed on the base pass he stole 17 of 24 so that might kind of caution against putting him uh, behind the plate okay well uh, yeah the speed on the base paths means it's somebody who gets up early in the lineup or figures out a way uh, to get on base against the opposing pitcher yeah well he hit uh he hit 303 this year. He only had two home runs, so not a lot of power, but he did have uh, 27 uh, ribbies and 155 at bats. So he's uh, 6'3, 200, switch hitter, uh, two time first team all conference. Um, interestingly, he mostly played uh, catcher in high school at uh, Turlock High School up in Central California. Was looking to get drafted out of high school, but then COVID hit and all the COVID restrictions kind of ended his senior season and also uh, truncated the major league draft that year. And so he didn't get drafted and we are very fortunate to get three years out of him at San Diego state as a result of that. He's fast too. Uh, he stole 24 bases last year, which ranked second in the conference. He also had five triples. So he's a speedy guy. And if he's a catcher, a lot of most catchers aren't fast. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And most catchers don't, stay fast even if they start fast just because of the constant crouching i mean you won't find a veteran catcher with good knees they just don't don't exist correct that's uh well we'll follow his progress um, with interest from afar or maybe we'll get lucky and he'll show up at a, a storm game on the opposing team we'll uh, and find out you know how he does it and maybe see him in the big leagues and against the padres point what was interesting is he is the 225th Aztec to be drafted, and 49 of those have made it to the majors. Plus, of course, we had uh, Doug Harvey and Kerwin Danley, major league umpires, who made it out of San Diego State, where they played. All right, terrific. So uh, any other Aztecs uh, on the board yet, or off the board, I should say? No, I think everybody assumes that... Uh, Two-way player T.J. Fontaine is going to hear his name called uh, probably this evening. If not, then tomorrow. He's a left-handed pitcher and an outfielder. Uh, bats left. Left-handed pitcher as well. So he hit 273 this year uh, with nine homers. Didn't show much uh, speed. Only had, had two steal attempts, although he 
was successful both times, but he went seven and four this year as a starting pitcher and had a 2.82 ERA, struck out 99 and 92 innings. So he's probably going to be going as a uh, pitcher, not the next Otani. We're not going to see nobody else is going to take a chance on an Otani. But if anybody could, it'd be a kid like Fontaine. I mean, he's six five, two fifteen. So, but mostly I think focused. He was the Mountain West pitcher of the year this year as well. And a four-time All-American, first uh, San Diego State four-time All-American since Steven Strasburg. Well, thank you, Jim. Um, good luck to him, and we hope to hear of other Aztecs who were uh, drafted, and we'll have that for you in upcoming episodes. Let's switch gears. Here's the latest on the ongoing, seemingly unending conference soap opera. When we last left you, the Aztecs on June 30th submitted a letter to the Mountain West saying it was staying in the conference. What does that really mean? For how long? Who knows? You'll recall a month earlier, the university sent a letter to the commissioner and the other school president saying it intends to withdraw from the Mountain West, but asked for a one-month extension from that June 30th deadline to notify they were leaving with the $17 million exit fee. But when the Mountain West Conference sent a letter back accepting the resignation from the conference, Adela De La Torre, the president, sent another saying the first letter was not a resignation letter. The conference then responded saying it was a resignation letter. So before this turns into a legal matter with attorneys, and for all I know it already is, the Aztecs have unofficially gotten a two-week extension because now the Mountain West says it won't discuss the resignation situation until an executive committee meeting, which will not include Adela De La Torre because since the university submitted a resignation letter, she has lost her seat on the board. Meanwhile, any potential Aztec invitation to the Pac-12 won't happen until the Pac-12 reaches a new media deal. And when that happens, is anybody's guess, the Pac-12 has its media day scheduled for July 21st in Vegas. You'd think the conference would want some sort of resolution by then, so the topic can be football and not media rights. But I'm hearing an announcement may not come till September. So joining us in on, on this conversation is Todd Villalobos, a former sports producer at CBS 8. Todd, what do you make of all this? <laughs> Well, you know, the last time we talked about this, we, uh, we talked about the range of possibilities from complete disaster to shrewd moves. And this looks like another one. Is this a shrewd move to get a, a couple extra weeks uh, of delay time while the Pac-12 figures it out? Or is this a complete screw up on the Aztecs part to get themselves kicked out of the conference with nowhere to go? I have no idea. We're just going to have to let it play out. It doesn't look like the timing is in the Aztecs' favor because uh, they may not – the Pac-12, who knows when they're going to announce their intentions. And the Aztecs only have until July 17th, apparently, to when the Mountain West is going to discuss this. So I don't know. This is just one topic where we're just going to have to wait and see what the final result is and then judge how everybody played it. Because I have no idea. This could be the biggest disaster in Aztec history, or this could be a brilliant 3D chess move by the Aztecs athletic department. We just won't know. Well, the Pac-12 is, is holding the Aztecs you know, in abeyance at this point. And there's probably some folks in that conference who like it that way because one they don't want to be recruiting against san diego in the san diego area if ever but it, as long as possible and the way this media deal may be structured it may be in their financial interest to uh, keep that invitation held out for an extra year so they can reap more of the rewards 
So yeah, I'm in agreement. We have to wait and see what happens. And again, we're it's, it's, I, I've said it in, in a quasi rant, which we'll let uh, Lewis get his going in a second. But yeah, it's a process, and I say fooey on it. And it and with you, yeah, gotta hope for the best and prepare for the you know the cliche, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But as Todd mentioned, was it a brilliant move by the Aztecs or were they, did they totally screw this up? People are t- playing it both ways. Oh, it was brilliant that they did this. I, I just don't know. Uh, Jim, what do you think of this whole mess? I think it looks like amateur hour on the Mesa. Look, I'm a San Diego State alum like you guys. I'm not even sure the Pac-12 is going to be around when the Aztecs are ready to jump. I was holding out hope that the Big 12 would come calling. To me... This is looking more like the Big East um, debacle a few years ago, if you guys remember that, when the Aztec jumped ship to go to the Big East, and then they turn around and there's no Big East to jump to. So the same thing could happen here. I just have not been impressed by the way the leadership at San Diego State has represented the university in any of this. One more example about how deals get done, and they get done like that, is uh in, in local media, the San Diego Union Tribune was sold. It was described as a surprise move. And this uh, media news group came in. There's a hedge fund behind it in New York with billions of dollars behind it. They said, gotcha, we'll take you. You join the Orange County Register, LA Daily News, Riverside Press Enterprise r- roster. Boom, done in a day. And now there's people waiting to see if they're going to have jobs uh, at the end of this period, which is, might be as soon as next week. <laughs> So that's one way you get a deal done. And then there's this process that's playing out with a lot of moving parts. You know, guys, I think we're making way too much of this. Everything is fine. Dan Patrick says the (laughs) Pac-12 still has intentions on inviting the Aztecs. This is all much ado about nothing. Let the Godfather speak. He says everything's okay. Thank you. He also mentioned he also mentioned Boise State. Yeah, and Fresno's going to be part of that. Come on. (laughs) He said potentially Boise and UNLV. I don't know. And Fresno. Yeah. No, no, that's interesting. Does anybody have any idea, the three of you guys, what would actually happen if the Mountain West did kick out the Aztecs and there was no Pac-12 invite? What would happen? Independent baby, like Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame. But what what happens to the football schedule and the basketball schedule the next? Well, basketball they kind of make it up as you go along. But these football games are scheduled a decade in advance. You know, people are already booked up. I don't see that happening, up. though. I don't see it happening. I I, I think this will all re- be resolved in some way, either how we like it or if we don't like it. But there will be a resolution. I, I do not think we'll be independent. I think it could happen, though. I think he's onto something there. And you look, BYU thought it was going to be a skate in the park when they went that route. They thought they were going to be the Mormon Notre Dame. And uh, they found out it was a lot tougher than they thought. Well, whatever gets us out of this shit. Can I curse on your podcast? <laughs> what? Whatever gets, we got whatever beep, gets us out of this beep. shit conference. <laughs> that's all I care about. I don't care where we go. This conference sucks, and any other conference would be an upgrade. So if they want to kick us out, could you imagine? This is how stupid the Mountain West is. The Aztecs are the only team in this conference that has done anything worth noting in the last decade. Most notably, oh, I don't know, making the NCAA tournament title game this year. And they're going to kick this team out? This It's ludicrous. If you really want to talk about a clown show, that's the Mountain West Conference. And the sooner we can make tracks and hit the door out of this crappy conference, the better we're going to be. And we've all wanted this for decades. 
Hopefully we're on the precipice of it. It seems so close, yet so far, but we got to figure out a way out of this conference. Okay, I've got a rant. Uh, oh, while yeah. we're still go, on this, hey, go I, I've got a rant. rant? So, so here's, a, here's, here's what I have to say. So why has the whole conference fiasco, which dates back a year, when USC and UCLA announced it was leaving the Pac-12, why has it brought out the worst in people on social media? Now, some will argue that social media <laughs> always brings out the worst in people, but that's for another day. Now, I'm not talking about people who are directly affected by this, meaning the Pac-12 fans, which is losing two teams, they need a new media deal, or San Diego State fans who are excited about the potential move to a Power Five. No, I'm talking about people who follow or tweet or blog or podcast about the Big 12. Some of those folks over the past six months, and I'm not naming names, have found it to be in their best interest to spout misleading and sometimes false information just to rile people up. I don't know how many times I've read that the, the four corner schools in the pack are moving to the Big 12 without any proof, or that Colorado is definitely leaving if the new media deal is bad, or that Arizona and Arizona State are definitely gone. For some reason, breaking up the Pac-12 is in the best interest of these people. It's not like they were just suggesting these things. To them, it was like fact. And if I were to respond, and sometimes I did on Twitter, I was ridiculed or called crazy. Tony Altamore, who's a media and sports strategy consultant, has been pointing this out for months on Twitter, and he has a name for them. He's call calling them 12 Anon, which is, play, of course. <laughs> well, they started out a, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt again, but they've been called something. Not, not Alan, they've been called trolls, and that's from the, yeah. from so time to memorial. So, yeah. He suggests that a firm hired by the Big 12 called Endeavor could be behind this. It was hired to lead uh, global content and commercial strategy for the Big 12. Now, I can't prove that there's been one big controversy to badmouth the Pac-12, but it sure seems that way. And those people who took part should be embarrassed, not just because they acted irresponsibly and obnoxiously, but because as of this moment, not one of their so-called predictions has come true. And that is my rant on this subject. Well, Actually, the people, yeah, that, you say, yeah, sorry, yeah, Todd, go ahead. Take that, take that, Swame Show. <laughs> well, the, well, the thing is, yeah, go, sorry, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Bill. I was going to say there's certainly, there certainly should be a place in the national landscape for a good West Coast Division One major college conference. And I think my thought is that down the road, I think USC and UCLA will regret making that move. They should have stayed and showed leadership and helped the Pac-10 and the other West Coast schools compete. The idea that Colorado is going to jump ship, who's going to take them? Conference USA? I mean, come on. Colorado's been in the dumps. They're going to be lucky to win a game this year with their turnover. So. Yeah, the Pac-12 bashing is ridiculous. I think it's sad, if anything. There's already the anti-West Coast bias, and this just makes it worse. Well, and going back to your rant about people have, being embarrassed or ashamed of some of the things, that would require them having a conscience. And when you're talking about such money involved in this entire affair, including you know, people throwing it out in droves uh, for different purposes, yeah, that would require a conscience, and you know, some people unfortunately start waving enough, enough bucks around, they lose it. Well, enough about this. Thank We're going to talk something fun, uh, Steve, because Seiko is in the news, right? He's with the uh, Golden State Warriors in the summer league, and and what is it you want to talk about with the Seiko? Well, I mean, we, we wanted an update because we talked about last week the game. Uh, he saw some brief action. He, he got his one look, and, and he drained it. He's in that summer league con uh, contract with the Warriors, and he, he looked good in that one shot and maybe getting some more time because 
these rosters have a tendency to turn over. And that will all be taking place in, in Vegas in the coming days. So that will be a fun to look at. But I, I, we have Todd on, and I, I wanted him to kind of give us his insight because we do have uh, somewhere, we have evidence of the Seiko with the Mako being used and being a big deal after that uh, big game against Utah State. Second half now, same story. Seiko with the Mako. That's for you, Todd B. Seiko goes 7-9 for three-point land. I don't know what was more impressive, the shooting or the Seiko for the Mako line. The Seiko for the Mako. was a keeper. Todd B's loving it. Todd, how, how did that all come about? <clears throat> it is one of my all-time favorite sayings. And <laughs> it, it's, it, you know, with all due respect to our good friend Adam Seiko, who I think I think, correct me if I'm wrong, ends up being the all-time winningest Aztec yes. in basketball history. Absolutely. So with all due respect to him, it was rather rare that we got to break out the term. But how did that term come about? I remember watching a game, and it just kind of came to me. You know? <laughs> remember remember the Seiko. It was, just like, it was just like out Seiko of the air. Was, out of the thin air. Uh-huh. Now, I totally ripped it off from, uh, <laughs> from our buddy Steve Perez. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Fed it to our uh, our buddies at Channel 8, Jake Gariani and John Howard. And I don't know, maybe Marcus mentioned it once or twice. But kudos to Steve Perez. He gets all the credit in the world. That's one of my favorite sayings. Too bad it didn't happen all that often. But right. you know what? Maybe he'll develop a great shot in the NBA, and we'll be saying it for years to come, watching him on uh, on Lakers, on, which is Warriors, Warriors games. Absolutely. Well, he got a look by the Lakers. The Lakers worked him out. So that's right. I remember him in a in a Laker uniform for one practice. That's why I had that in my head. But yeah, good luck. Maybe he'll uh, team up with Steph Curry, and they'll be uh, they'll be uh, sharpshooters. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, the kudos. I guess that and twenty five cents back in the day used to get me a, a cup of coffee out of that machine where you push <laughs> the button and it'd give you the poker hand. <laughs> I don't know what that gives you today. Except a good feeling of a job well done. Job well done. Absolutely. Job well done. I am Steve Perez for Lewis Wiener and our very special guest, Jim Tragesser of SoCalledBaseball.org. Todd Villalobos, a good friend. Yeah, the former longtime CBS 8 sports producer who's probably seen more baseball, basketball, football, and all that, all, and got paid for it. <laughs> Can, can I? Can I? Don't want to, I, sure, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt the close. No, can I make ahead. one final point here? No, no, you know, no. I've, I've been a I've been a hardcore. You mentioned I watched a lot of baseball. I've been a hardcore baseball Padre fan for forty years. Okay, I'm talking about a daily basis. I had no idea that Doug Harvey is an Aztec. Doug Harvey? What is a San Diego State Aztec? Is that true? He is. How did umpire, I miss that? Umpire extraordinaire, Doug Harvey. How is did I miss that? Aztec. Yes. All these years. And Kerwin Danley. Kerwin Danley as well. Well, I knew Kerwin Danley. Kerwin Danley played with Tony Gwynn, right? right. I knew that well, one. Right. But, he did. He you know, did. I also learned this week, you know who Paige Spiranak is? Oh, yeah. Supermodel. Yeah, the yes. golfer. An Aztec. She's oh, an Aztec. Okay, we got to so get there you her go. You know, All on, right. on the radio, too. Right. I wanted With to the, give your show credit. Hey, thank As a you. faithful listener to your show, I always learn something, and that's what I learned today. Well, I'm that's embarrassed the I didn't know it. That's the goal for checking, you know, for the folks who do, who are discerning enough to check out All In. Aztecs All In. We want to be your choice for the podcast that goes all in on anything about San Diego State University Aztecs Athletics. It's a labor of love. Yeah, baby. Love for the San Diego State University Aztecs. That's Aztecs as in all in capital letters. 
that's the school. We matriculate it from it, we celebrate the successes of it, and otherwise support it like the front runners we sometimes can be. It's love for the Aztecs, the mighty Aztec nation it represents. And you can reach us via our email address, AztecsAllIn at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.